spiritual slang like God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Or won't he do it? Because <laughs> you know he really will. Hey. Welcome to Spiritual Slang. I'm the host Chanel and this is my podcast. Uh, For those of you that don't know, this podcast is basically meant to help people, to encourage people, to inspire people that look like me, not on the outside, but on the inside. And so that means that I'm here to just talk about what I've been through, talk about things that I've dealt with or things that I'm currently dealing with in hopes of encouraging other people who have dealt with similar things or are going through similar things and just letting them know that there is a light at the end of every single dark tunnel that you go through. There is a light. You will come out on the other side and there will be purpose attached to it. And this podcast is really just speaking to that. This podcast is the result of so many dark tunnels for me, and it has been a light, to say the least. And so welcome to Spiritual Slang. I'm excited about this episode, y'all. It's going to be good. And this topic is a little bit personal. And I would say it's kind of personal because it's something that I've dealt with for a long time. And this topic has actually been written down like as something I wanted to talk about since before I even started the podcast, but I just kept having it in my notes and not really touching on it yet because I didn't know if it was time. I didn't know if I was ready to talk about it or if I was on the other side already or if I just had enough wisdom on it, in a sense, to really share. When I started to prepare for episode 11, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about and this specific topic just stuck out. And as I was just going through it and trying to figure out the different notes that I was going to touch on and experiences that I was touching on, going to touch on, I realized by God's grace that it hasn't been something that has continued to have a hold on me anymore. I remember a time when it was really evident in my life, but as I'm like right now and as I sit here, Chanel today it's not affecting me the way I used to be. It used to affect me, which is, God is so good. It's so, so good. Um, But it's the result of so many, so much other things that I'm going to talk about in this episode and how I kind of got through it. And I'm able to say that it's not something that really holds me back anymore. Without further ado, the topic that I'm going to be talking about today is going to be imposter syndrome. When I first kind of learned about imposter syndrome like I would hear it here and there but I never really thought I should like I never really thought to learn more about it or like to dive into it because I was like when you hear the word syndrome and imposter it feels like serious you know it feels like oh no I don't have that I ain't no imposter like you know like it feels like it almost feels like medical in a sense. And so I just was like, nah, that's not me. Like, I'm not going to dive into that topic. I'm not even going to accept that, blah, blah, blah. But then one day I was, I don't know, I think I was washing dishes. It was something super random. And I remember it so vividly 
because I was doing something random and then all of a sudden I had a thought that I should look up what imposter syndrome meant. But it was so random because it wasn't like someone had just said it. It wasn't like a pastor was preaching on it or anything like that. It was like I was washing dishes or cleaning or something and I just had the feeling that I should look it up to learn what it's about. And so I remember grabbing my phone, sitting on my couch, searching it on my phone and looking it up. And I kid you not, when I read about what imposter syndrome is and how it affects you, like what results in it, I said, not they just read me. (laughs) Like I literally have dealt with every single thing that they have listed off, every single thing. It's doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. And then it said like that it affects people that are like high achieving people. And I was like, well, that tracks because I'm someone who would always want to define herself by her successes. And so I was always trying to be perfect at everything. I was always trying to do everything at such a high standard. And so I was like, well, that makes sense why I would constantly doubt my abilities because I'm a high achieving person. Um, And then it also says that people who experience it find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. And I was like, well, that happens to me, too. (laughs) When people would say I did something really well or good job or that was awesome, it's like it's so hard to accept it because as someone who constantly doubts herself or would doubt herself, I would feel like, uh, nah, that wasn't it wasn't good enough, like you don't need to say that. Like, it wasn't good. It wasn't good, you know, or like, "Mm, I can't accept it because I know I could have done better or it could have been different. And so, yeah, I was just like, wow, that really, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, so that's interesting. (laughs) Then it also refers to like feeling as though you're not deserving of certain things because you, in a sense, feel like a fraud. And so it's like, Even if someone like gave me a compliment or said I did good at something or promoted me or whatever it may be, it almost felt like I didn't deserve it because I would feel like a fraud. And so I was just like, I don't even know how I'm here, but they're going to find out that like I'm not as good as they think I am in a sense. And so I have to constantly perform at this high level or else they might find out that I'm not who they think I am. It's a wild, wild, wild thing. (laughs) But that's what it's like to experience it. You know, you're constantly self-doubting. You feel like a fraud. You feel like at any moment, they might find out who the real you is and be like, oh, Chanel's not who who I thought she was. Like, she's not as good as I thought she was. She can't do what I thought she could do. Um, She's not as Christian as I thought she was. And so it's like this constant battle of like, self-doubt and just feeling like I said like a fraud the moment I looked it up and learned more about it I felt this sort of like weight lift up off of me and it really was the first step to me not allowing it to control me anymore or allowing it to really build up in me and I truly believe it's because I was kind of just ignorant to what it meant and I was not trying to learn about it I was just like no I don't want to go deeper into it because what if I do have it and the words imposter syndrome just sounds so crazy and I don't want to be crazy or something but then when I learned what it was 
I realized that because I was able to call a spade a spade, so because even if those thoughts start to rise up now, I'm familiar with what imposter syndrome is now. So I'm able to be like, nope, that's just an effect of imposter syndrome and I'm not a fraud. And so let me not let that grow inside of me. So I was able to call a spade a spade now because now I'm knowledgeable of what it is. So I don't allow it to affect me as much anymore. That in yourself is a really good point because it's so important to educate yourself on certain things, um, whether that be something that actually has a definition like the feelings I was feeling were tied to imposter syndrome or whether that means like studying the Bible or learning about God's ways in his love. Educate yourself because if you educate yourself, you're able to really identify what is right versus what is wrong. You're able to identify what actually is going on versus what's just going on in your head. And so in doing so, you can call a spade a spade and not allow it to grow within you. A lot of times the enemy will use your ignorance to his advantage. So if you're not knowledgeable in a certain area and you're just allowing it to build up within you instead of addressing it and and coming face to face with it, the enemy will allow it to like storytell in your head. The enemy will use that to his advantage and make up so many stories in your head about what is going on that's not actually going on but it'll just be like a story to keep you strapped down, to keep you tied up to whatever um, like insecurities or issues you're having. And so it's so important to confront things. And sometimes in order to confront things, you need to know the your word, which is the Bible and God's ways and his love and stuff. And also if it's a situation like imposter syndrome, I had to educate myself on that. In that moment, randomly where I was like, look up imposter syndrome, that was the Holy Spirit telling me to look it up so that I could call so I could call it out when I needed to call it out. And so that I knew that that wasn't me and that wasn't God, but that was the enemy trying to use, you know, certain things that I was dealing with to his advantage. And I was able to call it out and face it and be like, no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to allow that to continue to hold me because that's not that's just not it. This specific issue does so much I feel like I could kind of call it like a silent killer I don't know that might be a little bit aggressive but the reason I'm saying silent killer is because it's not something that you see in the physical especially for me it was something that was in my mind it was something that you couldn't tell on the outside but it was constantly going on in my head and so it was silent it was slowly affecting me and sometimes not so slowly affecting me. And what it does is it controls your mind. And when something like that controls your mind where you're constantly doubting yourself, doubting whether or not you should be in these rooms, doubting whether or not this blessing is really for you, doubting whether or not you have the ability to see something through or really progress, it controls everything in you. It changes the way you think about yourself It controls your mood. You can go from being happy to just being worried to being insecure to then being sad because now you're insecure and you're worried that people might find out that you're not really who you who they think you are. And so it controls everything, which anytime something controls your mood, or at least for me, it then controls how I operate. 
So if I'm not in the mood to do something anymore, or if I'm just feeling low on myself, insecure in my abilities, doubting myself, now I'm not fully able to like work on the level that I need to work at. And now I'm tired. So I don't want to put in so much work because I'm tired from all the thinking I've been doing about not being the person that everyone thinks I am or doubting myself. Like when you have all those thoughts going on in your head, even though it's not physical activity like running, those type of things make you tired. And so now I'm just tired and I don't really want to work and I don't really want to step out into what God's telling me to do. And I don't really want to, I don't really want to do anything. I just want to sit there and simmer in my thoughts. Like I just want to sit there and soak in my thoughts. As I said earlier, it also makes it hard for you to celebrate your accomplishments. Instead, you're just looking for ways that you can do better, be better, be better, be better. And even though it's good to, you know, just want to constantly grow and get better at something, it's also equally as important to celebrate where you are and what you've done. But for me, it was so hard for me to do that. I never, I actually really never did it until about a year ago or even a little bit under a year. I never really celebrated my accomplishments. Other people would, but I was just like, nope, nope, nope. Like I just, I just felt like a, a fraud. Like I just felt like I wasn't, I was just constantly doubting my abilities. And so I just was like, no, I can't. It also wastes your time. We sometimes spend so much time on thoughts that we're not good enough. We're not meant to be here. I don't have the capability to do this. I'm not qualified to do this. All of those thoughts, they take up time that we'll never get back. And that same time could have been spent on productive things. Like learning from people in the room that you're in, that you're doubting that you should even be in there or working on something that you should be doing, or growing in some sense or another. Sometimes the thoughts that imposter syndrome creates in the feelings will make you want to quit on whatever you're doing. They'll make you just want to run away from it, run away from blessings, run away from opportunities, quit on things that you're doing just because you'd rather that be the case then anyone find out that you're a fraud or you're just tired of being attacked by those thoughts, which is even more the reason why you need to call a spade a spade and really just check those things and not allow them to take over. And the last thing that I'll say kind of, which I'm sure there's many other things that it does, but for the purpose of this podcast, the last thing I'll say is that I think imposter syndrome makes us not want to step out and do things that we're meant to do because we don't believe we can do them and we let the doubt take over. We let the doubt have full control over us and so sometimes we can block our blessings and block our advancement because we're too busy focused on whether or not we have the ability to do it and if we, if I take this advancement or if I go to the next level, people might really see that I'm not who they think I am. I might be exposed because I actually don't have the ability to operate on that level. And so a lot of times, instead of just taking that step 
We'll just stay comfortable in where we're at. I've experienced this in a few different ways. I've experienced it in my job, this podcast for sure, and even in just being a Christian and doing things like talking about God or praying for people. When it came to my job, imposter syndrome started to affect me, I think like a couple years into it. And then it went on for, I feel like a year and a half. Um, Thankfully, it's not something I'm really dealing with now. But yeah, it, it was at one time. But just to kind of give context into that whole realm. So prior to moving to L.A. from San Francisco, I knew that I was supposed to move to L.A. the entire year of 2016. And I almost pushed it off when it got closer to the end of the year. But right when I started to do that, God shook up everything in my life. Like everything started to feel different and uncomfortable and to the point where I had no other choice but to leave to L.A. And not because I was being forced to leave to L.A. or to move back to L.A., but because in me I knew that I would not feel the peace I needed to feel until I moved to LA. So one day I woke up and I remember calling my mom and being like, I'm leaving to LA in two weeks. And she was like, no, just think about it. And I was crying and I was like, no, I'm leaving in two weeks and that's it. And I left in two weeks. And at that time I wasn't really walking with God. Um, I obviously believed in God, but I wasn't walking with God. And so I didn't have a relationship with him. So I didn't know what that feeling was. I don't know if I was trying to escape something or what it was, but now I can honestly say that it was the Holy Spirit just convicting me and telling me that I need to get up and go. And so because I was able to really step into that and not just stay just because I was comfortable, but because I made that decision when I moved to LA and started walking with God, God blessed me with so many things and some things physical, but more so just internally, he made me, he like made me a new person, a new person in the sense that I wasn't the same Chanel, but the person, he made me the person I was always meant to be. I just didn't know I was meant to be. So she still knew, Um, (laughs) but he made me a new person and I, you know, was able to find myself and find just wholeness and confidence and community and just so much. And then he also blessed me with so many physical things. And one of those was an amazing job. And so I started to work at my job in 2017 in March. And when I got that job opportunity, I was hired um, as someone in marketing. So I never studied marketing, though. I didn't go to school for marketing at all. Obviously, I knew about social media because everyone knows about social media if you're a millennial. But that's the furthest it went. And like I maybe had a little bit of experience of like posting before um, from my previous job, but it wasn't anything like marketing of what I learned marketing to be and um, how to strategically think about it uh, and really grow in it. But I got the opportunity to work in marketing for a beauty brand and I started to work there and it was so fun and it was so great. But then imposter syndrome started to creep in about a year in where I felt like I was a fraud because I 
didn't feel qualified to work in the position that I was working in. I was growing quickly there and um, just getting promoted and prospering and stuff. But once I started to, you know, be around other people in the company who had a little bit more experience than me and had maybe gone to school for it or worked at another company before doing marketing and had so much knowledge and wisdom about it, I started to be in these rooms with such smart and amazing people. And I felt so unqualified to be there that I started to doubt my abilities as a marketer. And I started to feel like I was a fraud at any moment that they could figure out that I wasn't as smart as they thought I was, or I wasn't as capable as they thought I was. Um, and that even though I was getting promoted, they didn't know the, the real me, like the real me couldn't do all this. Like, this isn't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, but let me just cover it up by being a perfectionist and operating at such a high level and, you know, just trying to continuously cover up that I'm a fraud in a sense. Right. So I know crazy. Um, And so that is what went on in my head because I was blessed, but unqualified. It didn't make sense how I could be in a marketing position that I was growing in but not have any experience. And I was next to these people that had years of experience and they were asking me what I thought about something. And I was like, what? And so if you don't deal with imposter syndrome, it's like, dang, this is amazing. Like I'm just thriving. But when you deal with imposter syndrome, it affects you. It affects your ability to see what that room is really meant to be. That room with such smart people is really meant to be for you. The thing is, That's what happens when you walk with God. You'll get blessings and opportunities that don't make sense for you based off of your past experiences, based off of where you come from, based off of your qualifications, your education. They just don't make sense. But that's how God gets the glory, which is the whole point. If he's able to give you an opportunity or a blessing that you should not have based off of where you come from or what you've done in the past. There is no other person you can give the glory to other than God. Because it's like, how am I in this ro- these rooms with such amazing people, talented, smart, creative people, and I don't come from any of that, any of that experience? It's because of God. God put me in those rooms for a reason. God put me in those rooms to learn something, to grow, to develop things that I was going to need later on in life. So you know that you would not be where you are without God. And that's the point. You know, it's not just about me. It's bigger than me. It's showing me his faithfulness and that he can do things that seem impossible. But also it's showing other people as I talk about it now and it encourages someone else that God can do crazy things in your life that you don't think you're deserving of or that you don't have the experience of or that you think that you can never get because of what you've done in the past. That me even talking about me being in those rooms and saying how I was there but didn't have any qualifications or whatever gives God glory and shows that he is faithful and he can do literally anything. When I got that reality in my head that It wasn't just about me, that it's bigger than me. 
I realized that I was there for a reason that wasn't just related to the job. It was related to the people. And so when I really accepted that, that's when I was like, oh, I'm good. Like, I am a child of God. That means I have authority and I can be in any room and still be good and have a reason to be there because I'm led by God. Imposter syndrome even affected me with this podcast. It doesn't do so that much anymore, but in the beginning, it definitely did. And a little bit into it where I really would doubt my abilities to even talk about stuff that I'm talking about. I would think things like, how are you going to speak about topics and you're not a speaker? How are you going to talk about things such as insecurities or, you know, whatever your issues and you're not perfect? And so there were moments where as I was talking about things or there would just be small moments where the enemy would try to come in my head and tell me that I was a fraud. That if everyone knew the Chanel you used to be, that they would know that you were a fraud and that you weren't really someone that should be talking about the things you're talking about. But when you call a spade a spade, um, you end up talking about those things, such as the thoughts that are coming in your head, which then doesn't allow the enemy to have power over you anymore. That's the thing. When you keep things in your head and you never speak about them, they just build up. They build up in you and they become deeper rooted issues because you never speak out about them. But once you speak out about them, they have no more power over you. Because when you speak out and you tell someone, one, that person's able to just tell you what's real and be like, no, nah, you're tripping. Um, and even if, even if you don't tell anyone, sometimes I'll just say it out loud and I'll realize, wow, that sounds crazy. That ain't it. With that in this podcast and the doubts and fraud th- thoughts that were coming up because of what my past was, so how I was going to talk about things that I was talking about. I had an episode where I was talking about my past and that there was an old me, you know, and so it didn't have any power over me anymore because I was able to speak out about it and say who I was and say the things I've struggled with. But to sit here and say that I don't, you know, that I have overcome a lot of things. I'm not perfect because I ain't perfect. Obviously, no one is. Um, And I'm still constantly battling things. And, you know, we're sin. So I sin still. That's the beautiful thing about it, though. I can sit here, not perfect, completely flawed and still put out a podcast that I know will help people and encourage people because God can still use me as imperfect, as flawed, as the girl would have passed. He can still use me for the greater good, which is the whole reason why doing this podcast makes sense. So that's what I was able to realize that in moments where I felt like I was a fraud because I was talking about things, but I have a past or I'm talking about things, but I'm still struggling in certain areas. That's why making a podcast makes sense because I'm able to tell people and show people that you can still be used by God, that you can still be blessed by God, that you can still do amazing things and not be perfect. 
that you can talk about an area that you've overcome to encourage other people, but then struggle in another area on the side because you haven't overcome that area because that's growing. We're not perfect. As long as we're just pushing forward and growing, that's all that matters. In moments where I'm also just doubting my abilities to do this, I try to also remind myself that my experiences are enough reason to do it. That I didn't go through the things I went through and I'm not going through the things that I'm currently going through for no reason. I'm going through them because I'm going to get through them or I went through them and got through them so that I can speak out about it here so that I can tell people about it so that I can help people in any way, whether that's just giving them encouraging words or showing them that they can come out on the other side or even just helping people to realize that they're not alone in certain areas. They're not alone in the thoughts that they think or in the things that they do, that there are people out there that are also going through it. And so I just, in moments where I just feel so doubtful of what I'm doing I just remind myself of those things so that I can basically just tell it to be quiet (laughs) even in really talking about imposter syndrome and how it's affected this podcast I am reminded that I feel like it could have been also affecting the reason why I didn't really want to talk about this specific topic because I didn't know if I was qualified to talk about something like this that I didn't know if I had the right expertise or that I understood everything and you know I was just doubting my myself my abilities was just insecure again and my voice you know just me being able to identify that it is something that I experienced and really just understand myself to a deeper level where I now understand that why I was having certain thoughts why I was doing certain things is enough for me to talk about it. Imposter syndrome also affected me with like talking about God or praying over people. I felt like sometimes if I was saying like a revelation I got or talking about God in in some way and telling people what I thought about it, I would think after and be like, did I say that right? Did I say that good enough where people would understand? And not even, I'm not even referring to this podcast. I'm referring to like communities of people I was in, whether that be a small group or a Bible study or whatever. I would think, what did I say that right? Or did I say that good enough? And then I would, because I was dealing with perfectionism, the answer was always no to me. When I would talk to my, you know, talk to myself in my head, the answer was always no. And because the answer was no, I was then like, people are going to think you're a fraud. You're just a fraud. Like people are going to know, people are going to know, people are going to know you're a fraud. And it's so wild because it's, I would let that, it was because that thought just affects you. Like I said earlier, it affects everything it affects your mood it affects you know like you being able to be productive because then now that's all I'm thinking about that people are going to think I'm a fraud because when I talked about something that God did for me it didn't sound right or did I did it come out the way I was intending it to come out so now everyone's going to think I'm a fraud so now I don't want to be productive because that's all I'm thinking about so now I'm just laying down here trying to figure out I don't know how nothing really I'm just letting it drain me and take up time and energy and space 
in my life. And the same thing goes for prayer. For a while, I was afraid to like pray over people because I was afraid that if my prayer wasn't perfect, then people wouldn't think I was a good Christian or I would just doubt myself in the way I prayed that I would then like just be fearful of praying in front of people and not really, you know, wanting to do it and, and everything. Like I was fine doing it by myself, but when it came to in front of other people, I was like, nope, I'm not going to be a good enough Christian or something. And I don't really know where imposter syndrome, like why that affected me and, you know, my, my uh, relationship with God in terms of how it was reflected. I don't know if it was because I would compare myself to people. Actually, it probably was because of that, um, which then would make me feel like I wasn't good enough. Maybe it was the thought that I felt as though I had to be the perfect Christian in order to talk about God or to pray over people. So I couldn't be a Christian or I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't really talk about it if I was still struggling in certain areas of my life or if I was still dealing with things or sinning over things, which this is all completely false because, first of all, there is no such thing as a perfect Christian. Um, I don't know who lied to me. But and then second of all, we're always going to be sinning. We're always going to be battling things because, you know, that's just what it is. Like, that's how we remain humble. We're not ever going to be perfect. We're always going to be battling things. And so it was all false. But I don't know if that's like, I think that's kind of where it stemmed from. Thankfully, though, as I continue to reassure myself to pray over people and continuously do it and just talk and know that even if I didn't say it the way I had intended it to say it, I said it the way it needed to be said. Whatever it was that I was saying, whoever needed to hear it, God would allow that person to understand it and hear it. And that lastly, no one is thinking that I'm a fraud. Like, I was just trying to, I, yeah, so I just had to reassure my things. I had to reassure myself of those things consistently. And that's how I was able to really just overcome that in that area. One of the big things that we have to remember in order to really beat this is that we are going to do things, be in certain places with certain people for a reason and God makes no mistakes and so if we feel like we're not supposed to be somewhere or doing something or like we're a fraud or people are going to really find out and you know I'm not good enough and doubting yourself we have to remember that God makes no mistakes and so he placed us there for a reason and so if I'm thinking that I'm not good enough then that means that God made a mistake in giving me that position or placing me in that job or, you know, giving me that opportunity because I can't actually do it, you know, but God knows you can. So when doubting comes up about not being able to do something or not being good enough for the rooms or opportunities that you have, remember that no matter how qualified or unqualified we may feel or be, there is someone higher than us giving us the vision, the creativity, the intelligence, the wisdom that we need. Remember that God will meet us there 
We just have to show up. We just have to be willing to do it and God will do the rest. When I talk about this, I'm reminded of the story of Joshua. This is actually one of my favorite stories in the Bible and a quick synopsis on this. Basically, he was called to lead the people out of the wilderness into the promised land. But he was called after Moses, who was initially initially leading them. And then um, after Moses was done. And so God was like, Joshua, you're going to do it. And I remember in the story, God was telling Joshua this. And he was basically just saying, be strong and courageous. I'll be with you. And I could imagine Joshua being shook. (laughs) And feeling super unqualified, like I was just working under Moses. Now I'm called to lead the people to the promised land out of the wilderness. I don't even know if I can do that. And I feel like that's a lot of times like us too. That's why I love this story. Um, But yeah, God was basically like, just be strong and courageous. I'll be with you. And Joshua did that. He did it. He didn't even question God. He literally was just like, He took the order and went with it. In that same way, we shouldn't question whether or not we can do something. And if the questions do rise, we shouldn't allow them to stop us from doing something. We just have to believe that God will meet us there. And now that I think about it, God was saying that he was going to be with Joshua. Not that he was going to give him all the smarts and wisdom and everything and like creativity that he needed or whatever but he was saying that he was going to be with him and so when I think about that it's like Joshua already had everything he needed in him even if he didn't see it God saw it God knew he had the courage to do it God knew he could do it everything he needed was inside of him already but he just had to take the step and be obedient when God said to lead the people and do that. So a lot of times, even when we don't see that we're, even when we don't think that we have the qualifications or the skill or the experience or the smarts or whatever in us to do what we feel like we're called to do or to be in the rooms that we're in, like to be at the jobs that we're in, to be in the positions that we're in, we actually have everything we need inside of us. It is inside of us. We just have to activate it. We just have to trust that we are meant to be where we are. Everything we need at this exact time, we have. And to be honest, because of how God is and how good he is, we are going to get some blessings and opportunities, be with people, around certain people, in certain rooms, that we have no business being in because of our qualifications, because of our experience, because of our lack thereof, it's not going to make sense. But in those moments, we have to remember that we are where we are for a reason and we have everything we need. Another really good thing to remember when dealing with self-doubt or feeling like, you know, you're a fraud or not being able to really accept your accomplishments and stuff because you think that they weren't good enough is that if God gave you that idea or placed you in that room, he's not just going to let you sink. 
And if it wasn't for you, you wouldn't have it. And so in moments where in my job where I felt like, wow, I don't have the experience to be at this job. And so people are going to think, people are going to find out that I'm not actually as good as they think I am or I'm not actually as talented as they think I am. In those moments, I should have remembered that if I wasn't meant to be in that position with the around those like really smart, creative people, then I wouldn't be there. And because I am there, I'm meant to be there. God placed me there. And that means that if I'm asked, what do I think of something that God's going to give me the creativity? If I don't already have it in me, which I probably do to be able to answer it in a way where it's good, where it's right. Community is also really important. I've talked about community before, especially in my um, Seeing Yourself Right episode, the first episode. Um, But I talked about how it's so important to have the right people around you. And it is, Um, especially with this as well, because you need people in your life that are able to tell you what it really is so that you don't let what you think it is take over your mind and your ability. Actually, I was watching TikTok, watching TikTok as if it's a show, but I was on TikTok um, not that long ago, and I saw this one video by John Mayer, and it was so good, um, and it resonates really well with this point, is that he was saying that a lot of times there's a difference between what it seems and what it actually is. And in those moments, we tend to, as individuals, harp on what it seems like something is. It seems like they're going to find out that I'm a fraud. It seems like I have, I'm not smart enough to be in this room. It seems like I'm not talented enough to have this opportunity. Versus what it really is, is that you are smart enough to be there. You are talented enough. You're not a fraud. You're called to do exactly what you're doing. And so his whole point with that video was saying that you need someone in your life that is able, that you're able to tell what it seems like, whatever's going on in your head and what it seems like, you're able to tell them that so that they can tell you what it really is. That was so good. And so (laughs) I just wanted to share that because that resonated with this point a lot. And um, it's so true, especially with this whole situation where it plays out in your mind and you start to think things are a certain way and you think people view you a certain way or they're going to view you a certain way. And so you need to be able to tell people that so that they can tell you, no, you're tripping. I would just say that I, especially with my work, because that was something that I experienced this heavy in, I'm thankful to have had people at my job who were able to continuously tell me words of affirmation basically Um, and I was able to say kind of how I felt about doing a certain thing or like that I wasn't really proud of it um, which was my way of saying that you know obviously I was doubting myself and whether or not I was even talented enough to be doing this and those people were able to say you actually killed it it's crazy that you think that because you actually killed it so I'm thankful to have had um, those people and so point is get the right people around you so that they can tell you what it is when you're starting to let what it seems and starting to let your doubt and thoughts of fraud or whatever take over. I would also say to ask God to show you why you are somewhere 
why you have certain opportunities, why you have um, certain blessings. Ask God to show you why or to tell you why. And in the process, replace those thoughts that imposter syndrome gives you with godly thoughts, such as I'm called, I have purpose, I can contribute in any room that I'm in, in any meeting that I am in, and in areas where I might not have it right away on my mind, I might be in those rooms just to learn and not even speak. Because we will be in opportunities in rooms and blessings where we are just meant to learn something that is going to help us later. And so just replace those doubtful thoughts, those imposter syndrome thoughts with and knowing that you are meant to be where you are. Lastly, I'm just going to say something that I always, always, always remind myself of that my pastor once said, and it has stuck with me to this day. And I think I first heard it, I feel like a couple years ago, but it really is so true. Um, and it's so crucial to remember, especially as you you know, elevate in life and go from glory to glory and things happen and you start to feel like, I don't know if I'm really supposed to be here. Remember in my pastor's words that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. That basically means that God will take anyone unqualified, unexperienced, no idea what they're doing, and he will qualify them and give them everything they need to succeed wherever he's calling them to. That is a wrap on this episode of Imposter Syndrome. I hope that it helped you or blessed you in any way and gave you encouragement. Yeah, it definitely has blessed me. And I say this, I've said this before, but I've said this before, but I'll continue to say it that as I do these episodes, it's not like I'm just speaking just to speak like Whatever I get from these episodes or notes that I write and even going back in journals, it blesses me and it heals me that much more. And so once it blesses me and heals me and helps me, I feel like I'm able to share. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Please follow and subscribe to Spiritual Slang. And that's about it. I'll talk to y'all very soon. But always remember, don't quit on yourself. Keep pushing forward and stay prayed up. Bye, y'all.